The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We say good morning, John Strimstraffer, Community Foundation of Land of Lincoln. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Sam. How are you? Uh, you folks are sponsoring a couple of special days coming up November 6th and November 7th. That is next Monday and Tuesday. The first one, uh, a commitment to local news. Tell me what that's all about. Yeah, well, this is uh, two days of activities under the banner of what's next for the next 10. As you know, Sam, for many years now, you've been having us on the air to talk about Next 10 projects. Mm -hmm. Well, in the What's Next category, we have a new project we've been working on. We are going to announce on Monday, uh, November the 6th, out at the UIS Student Union. Beautiful location. Doors open at 4. Program starts at 4.30. And we're going to have a special announcement that day about uh, our commitment at the Community Foundation for a new fund on funding local news and journalism. As we all have witnessed over the last two decades with the advent of the Internet, the news business has changed considerably, and I think uh, the smaller the community is, the more affected they are by the lack of reporting and journalism. It's a business model change. Uh, we've all seen this happen. So um, we started paying attention to this much uh, over the last two years or so, what was going on in American philanthropy. There was an initiative announced back in September, just a couple months ago, that we were one of 22 foundations as part of this national effort to work on local news for an effort called Press Forward. Uh, This is the likes of the MacArthur Foundation, Ford Foundation, Carnegie, some of the biggest foundations in America, and our community foundation. So we kind of timed this in a unique time to get working on this. And on Monday, we have the MacArthur Foundation, who is really a leader in this, this effort, coming to Springfield to make this announcement with us. We're really excited about this. Um, We're going to have some money announcement on Monday. But then also we're going to talk about how we're going to move forward, start to listen to our community and convene and plan. What type of commitment, what type of involvement can you folks have in providing more local news? There's all different kinds of strategies, Sam, that I've learned about. It could be similar to what's happening at the state capitol with the Capitol News Illinois, where some foundations have funded journalists to cover state house news. That could be replicated on a local level and shared with many news outlets. It could be funding of traditional not-for-profits that are in the news business, like PBS, NPR. It could be all new organizations created. It could be funding for-profit entities for a charitable purpose. There's all different kinds of ways to approach this. And it's not just going to be us, we think. Uh, We hope we're going to have some resources available that we can deploy year after year. But also we hope that the local newsrooms will learn through these processes, new strategies, that we would provide, hopefully, um, at no cost to them, on how they can adjust their business model and create opportunities for more resources to come them from out, to them from outside our community. But it's also, I think, a paradigm shift in the thinking in America on uh, journalism being a charitable destination of people thinking about giving charitably to local news. Starts at 4 o'clock. Goes till six. You're going to be involved in the first portion and the second portion by 445, a panel discussion. Tell me about that. Yeah, after our our announcement, we have a panel uh, led by our very own Bernie Schoenberg. We brought in some real thought leaders, experts from around the country. This uh, gentleman named Evan Smith, who was one of the founders of the Texas Tribune, which is a daily online newspaper down in Texas, considered maybe one of the best new news organizations in America. He's coming in. 
Uh, we have Jennifer Coe, who's the executive editor of the Chicago Sun-Times that's recently combined mm. with WBZ, their public radio, sure. which is an interesting model. And then we have our very own Hannah Mizell, who was on NPR Illinois and now works for that Capital News Illinois that I uh, mentioned before. It's a really, I think, bright group of people that ought to be a robust discussion to help inform the, the crowd that's there that, that night. We hope it's a big one uh, on some of the strategies that are working around the country. How can people become involved? They can get to our website, cfll.org, register for that event. And we have other events, too, but that's a, that's a biggie. We hope to pack the place. We've got, I think, over 200 people already registered. You need to get, come there, Sam. What? You need to come. When is it? Monday at 4. You can get there on your motorcycle. See, chicken wings at the <laughs> Curve Inn. Or, no, oh, no. Uh, you know how I feel, the lack of local news. Yeah. Uh, we We... I keep saying how many times I wish Bernie Schoenberg were here for this story, for that story. And that's just part of it. Yeah. It has certainly been a challenge for media to maintain the the dollars that you pay to have to have staff and so on. Channel 20 is going through it. Every radio station in town goes through it. Uh, it's it's just a fact of life. And it's, so it's a big deal. It's it an really issue is. that affects all other issues. And we are sincere. And this is why we were drawn to this national effort. It is about democracy. You have in a, free and, and open government, you need the press to report. And I think there's a, a temptation to kind of point fingers at institutions that have kind of waned. And Sure, uh, absolutely. But, but it's, it's, I don't think that's very productive. The model for news changed across the world over the last 20 years. And when you can just send something out that's in writing for free, it's a hard way to make a buck. So we need to rethink the models for this if we want to still have a free and open government and a, and a freedom of the press. That's why we're committed to this. Jen DeYoung, good morning. Aren't you glad you came in to just be like an addition, not going to talk much? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm here to support John. He's amazing. And we're why? happy to have him. Why? Why? Why are you supporting John? Well. Is he in trouble? No, not yet. Oh. <laughs> we'll see no, after next week how it goes. The jury's still out. Right. Tell us about Jen DeYoung. Are you on the board? Tell I me am. about how long you've been on the board. Been and on the why, board. why did you join the board? Community Foundation, Land Lincoln? Yes, Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln was a great opportunity for me because uh, I was actually interested in homelessness and some other kind of social justice issues in town. Okay. And surprisingly, the Community Foundation has become one of the the entities that tackles these things. Uh, we're not just a place where you can put your money. We're actually a place where we take action. Um, we have innovation, we have creativity, and so it was a very exciting thing to be a part of it. So five years I've been on the board, and this is another example of how we go beyond being a place where people can create funds. We are now, um, I would say, leading the way in town on on being innovative in, in ways that uh, our city and our community needs. Tell me about born and raised in Springfield. Born and raised in Springfield, graduated from Sacred Heart Griffin in 1995, the good mm-hmm. old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, left town to go to college down in Nashville. Uh, thought I would never Vanderbilt. Move, Vanderbilt. Okay. Never go doors. Never thought I would move back to Springfield, Illinois. But uh, 19 years later, uh, my husband got a great opportunity at Springfield Clinic in the uh, walk-in orthopedic clinic, and so wow. here we are. Uh, you own a company that I could probably spend a little bit of time talking about Sicilian, as in Sicily, Sicilian Encounters. Yes. That is your company. It is. That is what you do. It is. You are a travel agent, but specializing in Sicily. Why Sicily? 
So about uh, four years ago in a former job, I my boss asked me to take 20 people there because that's where my mom was born. Okay. And so after that group of 20 went, they had an amazing time and they wanted to go back. And I took them back three and a half years later after COVID. And then I came back from that trip and people in Springfield said, well, I want to go. And I, so I took another group and all of a sudden I realized I have, I have a thing here. This is, this is a, a company that could be more than just me taking my friends to Sicily. So about a year ago I started it and uh, I have a lot of family and friends in this tiny little town in Montevago, which is an hour and 20 minutes Southwest of Palermo. Okay. And you discover Sicily like a local, you meet my relatives, you meet my friends, you meet the chef and owner of the local restaurants one called the Olive Garden, not like you would imagine like in America. Here, sure. <laughs> and we take you all around and we, we show you what it's like to live there. You see the shepherds in the fields and you watch them make ricotta cheese and you see how the wine is made. And How long are the trips usually? It's up to the person. But uh, if you took a group? If you took a group, usually our groups are six, seven days to ten days. I've had some people want to go for two weeks. Some The shortest, I would say, is five. Those you know people that really want to knock it out in a short amount of time sure a week is a good amount of time uh, again why what was your had you been there before you started these tours i had i've been there a few times so ballpark figure uh i've been there maybe 10 plus that's a few times. times my first trip was when i was 12 and my mom her entire family is there so her dad of uh, all he was one of eight siblings that moved to the united states seven of the siblings stayed in sicily wow. i still have a great uncle uh, my grandpa's youngest brother, Lidu, who he just had his 89th birthday last week. So all of my mom's family, first cousins, they're all there. And so we would go there because you go see family. And over the years, I, it for me became uh, very central to who I am. It, it reminds me of my grandpa. It reminds me of my childhood. The smells, the sights, the, the tastes, it's it's home. If so, people want more information, you have a group a group tour coming soon I, to next, back to Sicily? The summer is a, a really popular time, but I can organize trips for people any time of the year. SicilianEncounters.com is a good way to reach me, or I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Sicilian Encounters. Very good. Uh, what's happening um, on the next day? We have talked about Monday. What's happening Tuesday, my friend? Yeah, Tuesday, in the same spirit of what's next for the next 10, we've partnered on this two-day uh, kind of celebratory events with UIS, and UIS Innovation Center is hosting an event called Participate in the Next Technology Revolution, a conversation with a guy named Cully Davis. Cully Davis, you may remember Cullum Davis, mm-hmm. who was a professor at UIS for a long time. This is his son. He has been very involved with investment banking, and he's coming in back to Springfield as part of the Sangman CEO project program. He's going to be uh, visiting with that class, but the public's invited to come out to the uh, Innovation Center out at, at Memorial from 730 to 9 to have a conversation with Cully. Uh, from what all the reports, he's a really interesting guy, and he cares about his hometown. So that's going to happen at 730 in the morning. Then we're going to take a few hours off, Sam. And later that evening, from 6 to 8 p.m., we are going to have a Next 10 presentation, Pachakacha style. Have you heard of this? No. Pachakacha is a Japanese term that means chit-chat. You know Paul O'Shea here in town? Yes, sir. Paul O'Shea used to kind of organize these Pachakacha events uh, years ago. We're bringing it back. And here's how it works. You have 20 PowerPoint slides. They turn immediately every 20 seconds automatically, and you got to present something in six minutes and 40 seconds. I see Paul holding up his finger. We're, we're running out of time. So you got to go fast in these presentations. We're going to use five of them to update on next 10 projects on homelessness, um, Pillsbury, 
a lot of the guests that have come in here, they're going to give updates, but Chaka Cha style. Then we got some fun stuff too, some for entertainment value. We got ten presentations. You know the whip guy in town. I've seen Chris yeah, Camp. I've seen Camp. him at the fair. He's going to be presenting six minutes forty seconds. So talking about whipping, <laughs> it's going to be fun <laughs> night, and it's <laughs> going to be I think thought provoking. Give an update to the community on next ten projects. We feel like Barnum and Bailey these days. More information. How can they get it? Website very uh, important. They can go to our website cfll.org. You can register for all three of these events there. We hope to see a lot of people come out. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.